on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the real and sake of out of the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Q and AF. That's where uh, you submit the questions and I give you the answers. Uh, there's two ways to submit questions for this show. One, you can email them to. Yeah, guys, email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Or two, if you're watching this on YouTube, a lot of you guys don't realize that we're on YouTube full-length episodes now. You go onto YouTube and underneath the Q&AF episodes, ask your questions. We'll pick some from there as well. This is your first time listening. Uh, we have a few different formats of the show. Today, you're going to hear a question and answer format. Um, other times we have CTI, that stands for Cruise the, the Internet. All right, what we do is we put up a few headlines on the screen. We talk about them. We talk what might be true, what might not be true. We speculate on what it all means. And then we talk about the bigger problem at hand and how we can be a solution to that problem. Some other times you tune in, you're going to have a full-length episode. Full-length is just me and a DJ and a, maybe a couple other people having a conversation. Uh, it's what you see on every other podcast that's out there. And then other times you're going to have a real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of me just giving you some shit that I think you need to hear. Um, for all of that, we do ask that if the show provides value that you share the show. We don't run ads on the show. You don't see me reading ads or talking about shit I don't fucking use. Uh, I am trying to develop and create value for you. So if I do that, I would just ask that you please pay the fee. And the fee means share the show, whether that be your Instagram story whether it be in conversation, whether it be however you want to share it. If it brought you value, if it made you think, if it made you laugh, if it taught you some things, um, you know, we just appreciate a share. That's what that's about. So that's how the show works. What's up? Hey. Hey. How's it going? It's going good. <laughs> no, dude, I was, I was thinking, man, <clears throat> you know, after being with you for three years, meeting all these, a lot of crazy, you know, really crazy people that have gone through crazy things that have achieved success. Dude, one thing that, that I've noticed, there's, there's a lot of common denominators, but one thing in particular that I think uh, would be super helpful for a lot of people listening, man, how important is it for people to expand their, their thinking when it comes to goals? Like, like I'm finding a, like a lot of people just think too small, right? Like what, what's your take on that, man? Well, I think you have to realize that people's goals for themselves are relevant to what they've actually seen and experienced in their own lives. This is why when I drive my Ford pickup truck to the gas station, which is badass, I get 15 people coming up to me talking about how badass my truck is. Hmm. But if I drive, you know, let's say my LaFerrari to the gas station, nobody comes near it, okay? Hmm. Because it's not real to them. It's not something they can actually afford. The only people that will come up and fucking celebrate it are little bitty kids that don't know any better. Mm. Okay. So we have to understand that the way that we think about the world is formed by all of the experiences that we've had to the point where we're trying to form our current worldview. And most people's worldview is they don't know anybody who's a millionaire. They don't know anybody successful. They don't know anybody who's built a real company. You know, the, the day of the internet where there's all these uh, you know, 19 year old life coach fuckers all over driving Lamborghini. That shit ain't real. Like nobody knows one of those people in real life. Mm. Okay. And if you don't know one of those people in real life, like you don't know somebody who's actually been successful 
it's hard for you to conceptualize and dream outside of the bubble um, or the realm of your own worldview reality. So that's why people do this. Okay. So people will make decisions based upon what they know and what they've been told by their friends, their family, their teachers, the people who they've been grown up around. Right. And those people form basically what ends up being a jail of limitations about what's possible because these people don't even know people like that. Mm -hmm. So because no one ever touches it or sees it or feels it, they believe that it's actually something that's reserved for a different class of people. And that's not true. And this is why it's important for you to consider joining uh, a group like Arte Syndicate, where there's all kinds of very successful people in the group so that you can have access and touch and learn from and see what's actually possible. By the way, shameless plug, uh, we have enrollment going on right now. We only open it up a couple times a year. So if you're interested in that, it's artesyndicate.com. If you're not interested in that, cool too. I don't really give a fuck, but I'm just telling you, it's the truth. I don't care. It's not my primary job. Um, I care about the people in that group, but like, if you don't want to fucking pay to be around people that you've never been around and, and up your own level, then that's your own fucking problem. I don't know what to tell you. But the point of it is, is that most people do think small. Most people do think fucking very, very, very microscopically focused. And, you know, the reason they do that is because they've never seen it. They've never touched it. They've never been around it. And those are important things if you're an ambitious person. If you're an ambitious person who wants to break out of, you want to be the one, as Ed Milet likes to talk about, the one in the family that changes the trajectory of the entire family tree. If that's you and you want to be that, it's very important for you to sample life outside of the realm of what you consider to be reality. And that can be done in many different ways. My dad growing up was very, very good at pointing at other men who were more successful than him and saying, see, the reason that guy got this is because he did this and this and this and this and this. Mm. Now, if my dad was like most dads, he would have said, See that guy? That guy's a fucking asshole. And that's that's the difference. My dad was humble enough to say, okay, no, he's doing more than me. Here's what I learned. Here's what you should learn from him. And by the way, that's possible for you too. And that's that was the that was how I was raised. I was raised to think that. But what I came to find out as I've journeyed uh through this journey of personal development, um, you know, going around the fucking whole industry of it over the last decade is I figured out that most people don't have that. Most people don't have a parent that will actually humble themselves. That's ego aside. Yes. To tell them what they should. And I hope that you guys listen to this. I hope you live like that. Mm. I hope that you guys take the time to like say, okay, I may have not gotten here, but you can get here. And that's the goal of raising kids. Don't you want to do better than you, than you did? Uh, That's the whole fucking point. Yeah. So you, you know, my dad was good about that. And so, um, you know, when we think about the goals that we set and we think about the limitations that we put on ourselves, most of these things can be broken if you just consider the fact that the only reason that you think it's not possible is because you just don't happen to know anybody that's done it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the minute you start surrounding yourself with people who have done it, the minute you start being in proximity to people who have done it, you know, you start to understand these people are no different than you. Yep. These people are not superheroes. These are not extraordinarily gifted people. These are just people that are playing within the realm of the actual reality of success. Most people don't do that. 
I did a post over the weekend, an Andy Graham post, um, talking about opportunity. And I got, it was, it was actually yesterday. Uh, today is Monday. We're recording this. I don't know when it's going to post, but it was on Sunday and it was an, uh, a post about opportunity. Most people think that opportunity just kind of comes. Mm-hmm. They think it just kind of flows to them. And like certain people get it and certain people don't get it. And this is a common misunderstanding of, of, this is one of many common misunderstandings about the entire success game that is in dispute with reality of how it actually works, okay? How it actually works is that you must grow the opportunity out of the skill set that you create and the results that you produce. When you have skills and the skills come from you trying, making mistakes and learning, okay? So when you try, you make mistakes, you learn, you develop skills, you apply those skills, you produce results. When you start to produce results that are undeniable, opportunities sprout from that soil. And most people don't understand that. Yeah. They, they think that's bullshit. That's not bullshit. That's exactly how the fuck it works. And it works like that at fucking McDonald's. It works like that here. It works like that fucking anywhere. If you can show that you are capable of handling your position, like let's just say right now you're making fucking French fries at McDonald's. If you make the best motherfucking French fries and it's undeniable that Andy makes the best motherfucking French fries uh, to the point where people are coming to McDonald's when I'm working to get these fucking French fries and I'm doing it so consistently all the time, do you not think that someone's going to come to me and say, that guy's got something special. I'm going to move him over here. Mm-hmm. And then I repeat the process of whatever it is I'm doing. Yeah, that's not by accident. No, bro. Yeah. And people think that because they're starting out at a entry-level position or in a warehouse or on a customer service or wherever the fuck they are, they, they think that what will happen is somebody will come along one day if they're there long enough and offer them an opportunity and they'll be like, oh yeah, I'll take it. I'll do it. And they'll do it. That's not how it works, bro. Because you won't have the habits and the skills and the application of skills and the habit of the application of those skills to execute on that opportunity if it does happen to come to you. So not only are you leaving the opportunity uh, selections up to chance by not really trying hard at what you do and thinking that what you do doesn't matter, now you're creating a habit of mediocrity so that when an opportunity does fall in your lap, you can't execute on it. So it's very, very important that people understand that process. And that, the reason I bring this up, because it doesn't have anything to do with the, with the question, but this is just one of the many, many, many misunderstandings that people have about success. You know, we covered the other day. It's lonely at the top. Every fucking loser out there. Oh, see, it's lonely at the top. The only people that say it's lonely at the top are people who have never gotten off the fucking ground floor. Mm-hmm. That's the only people that fucking say it. Okay. The truth of the matter is you're, you just don't understand the game. You don't understand that there's phases and how it works. Yeah. And only someone who's gone through those phases can explain them to people. So this is why I tell you over and over and over and over again to pay attention to what someone has actually done and actually built. There is a difference between someone who has, um, you know, the actual knowledge of how to do this shit and live through it and go through it and someone who's pretending to so that you'll buy their fucking coaching. It's a big fucking difference and it'll make a difference in your life. No, I, I, so enrollment's I, now open in Arte. <laughs> yeah, no shit. ArteSyndicate.com. Fuck, yeah. dude. No, it just blows my Save mind, Save you man. fucking 10 years of your fucking life. Yeah. It, it just blows my mind, man, because I was thinking, like, I mean, 
Like, and just in your example, right? You talk about how you, you know you could drive the lie. But like, bro, we're in Fenton, Missouri. If I saw a dude pull up in a fucking La Ferrari, even if I had no idea what it is, I'm probably gonna well, probably not run up to the car. That might be other issues in Missouri. But yeah, but you're different though. But no, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like bro, like like I would I would I would have to figure out what the fuck you do. Yeah, but see, that's the diff that's not most people. That's yeah. you're you the biggest mistake we make is thinking that everybody else thinks like us. Mm. They don't. They think they think the way that their parents, their teachers, their closest friends think. That's how they fucking think. Now, they can say they think different, but the truth of the matter is if you look at their actions and you look at their life and you look at the results, they do think that way, no matter what they say. Okay? So we have to, be, we have to admit that about ourselves. Where are our limits? Where are our standards? They, our limits and our standards have come from those people. They've come from our teachers. They've come from our parents. They've come from people that we know. And unfortunately, when you have big goals and dreams, most of those people have never done those things. Yeah. This is why the resistance you face is so consistent. This is why the, you know, the poo-pooing of fucking great ideas is so consistent across society. Because people love to see people win as long as they're not winning more than them. Mm -hmm. Okay? So you have to understand that this little network that you grew up in, while they might love you, while they might be good people, they still have human feelings like jealousy. They still have human feelings uh, like misunderstanding. And your job isn't to get them to understand. They will understand very clearly when you produce results that are so undeniable that they cannot fucking not understand it. Right. This, you are clearly very good at this. <laughs> right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So like that's, we spend so much time trying to convince these fuckers of how great we are before we ever become great that we never can become great. Mm. So... You have to understand the way the reason goals are small is because that's the only way that people have ever that's the only way people have ever been exposed to when it comes to the, how they think. That's yeah. why they choose small goals. And by the way, the effort and the energy that it takes to achieve big goals is no different than small goals. It's the same fucking thing. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is this: you have to follow all the same fucking rules to set to to make to make a to make two hundred fifty grand. You got to follow all the exact same rules as if I to make 20 million. It's the same fucking playbook. Hmm. So you might as well fucking set out with a big goal because here's the reality of the process. You're going to have to work. You're going to have to work for a long time. You're going to have to produce results for a long time without stopping or quitting or changing course. This is required for $250,000 a year. Okay. But it's also required for $25 million a year. So why the fuck would you set your goal so small if you're going to have to do the exact same literal amount of work to get there? Mm. It's the exact same amount of work. Right. Well, people, people don't understand that. Yeah, they I think, mean, they yeah. automatically <laughs> assume that big goals require more work. There's only so much work you can do. Mm. It's just different actions. You know, this is why the power list is such an important tool. If you don't know what the power list is, it's free. It's on episode 16. It's called Win the Day. I explain it in detail. But the reason it's such a powerful tool is because it teaches you to execute. And if you execute today and you execute tomorrow and you execute Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what difference does it make if you're executing on a goal to make 250 grand or a goal to make 2.5 million or a goal to make 25 million? You're executing the same actions. The actions might be different. The actions themselves might be different. The levers you pull, but the amount of work is the same. So if you don't set big goals for yourself, that's your own fault. And it's coming from your misunderstanding of what's truly possible for yourself, which comes from your friends, 
your parents and your teachers that you grew up with. I would look at my friends, my teacher, my teachers and, and, uh, and my parents. And I would say, have any of these people done what I want to do mm. before I ever listen to a word they fucking say about it? Some real shit, man. That's some extra sauce. Well, that's yeah, that's some good. It's sauce. a big deal. Now they might love you, deal, man. They might care about you. They might fucking want the best for you. Maybe I don't know. But the point of the matter is, if you listen to them, it's no different than taking your car to a fucking daycare when it's got a rattle and saying, "How can you guys fix this?" Right. No, they can't fucking fix it because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> how it's, the fuck? It's no fault to them. How, yeah. It's not any yeah. fault to them. It yeah. doesn't mean they're bad people. Right. But how right. the fuck can you expect someone? who's never done what it is that you're trying to do to know about what's required to do it, to know uh, how long it's going to take, to know if it's even possible for you. They don't fucking know. They're talking out their ass. Okay, so think about that. Would you take your fucking car that's fucked up to the neighborhood daycare and tell them to fix it? No. <laughs> so then don't listen to your stupid fucking friends, your parents and your teachers who tell you what's possible or not for you. None of that. They don't know. They're ignorant to it. They have no fucking idea. They think they know. They try to give helpful advice. If they're good people, they'll fucking open the path for you. But the most of the time, people don't have that in them. They have a limiting mentality. Well, you know, uh, Cousin Bob tried that and he lost everything and blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck Cousin Bob, bro. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it has nothing to do with Cousin Bob. Exactly. It has to do with fucking you. Yeah. That's some real shit, man. It's like the only thing that should matter is like whether or not you're going to fucking walk with me on this journey. You're going to support me or not. You're going to be here or not. That's it. Bro, eventually you figure that if you're dedicated enough, you eventually figure that out to where you will happily cut ties with anybody who doesn't want to. Yeah. Because I don't need that energy in my life. I don't want that energy in my life. I don't need that energy in my life. I don't accept that energy in my life. Succeeding at a high level is so fucking hard. You cannot afford to allow that into your life. You just can't. Yeah. Well, what if it's my parents? It's tough shit. Mm. That's what it is. What if it's my best friend? Tough shit. That's what it is. If you want to get there, you can't have any anchors in the fucking boat. Everybody's got to be rowing. That's the show, man. Share, share that shit right there. <laughs> it's just true, true, man. Yeah, and most shit. people could save themselves years of frustration, years of by not by learning who to listen to and who not to listen yeah. to. I could imagine people having do some not fucking pay a motherfucker that has never built a real thing. Yeah. Do, do not be that stupid. Okay, there's tons of predators out there that will fucking take your money who haven't built shit. What have they built? Look at that first, okay? You should be trying to connect and expose and be around people who are also building real shit, who are also fucking, they're, 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 they're immersing you in a totally new way of thinking because everybody's trying to win. Think how your life would be if instead of having to deal with your fucking stupid ass fucking family on fucking Facebook, you were surrounded by a bunch of motherfuckers that wanted you to win. How much different would your life be? It's a huge fucking deal. And so many of you guys hang on to these relationships that are never going to serve you ever. Okay. Now I'm not saying be a dick to people. Right. There's, you just have to compartmentalize where they belong in terms of your life. You should not be taking guidance from someone who's never done the shit that you fucking want to do. Like, that's step number one. Oh, your dad's fucking worked for 40 years at fucking, you know, a uh, janitor position. Okay, cool. I admire that. Like, dude, that says a lie. He's a hardworking dude. He shows up. You can't take that motherfucker's advice about what's possible for, for you. Mm -hmm. 
because he doesn't know unless he's telling you there's unlimited fucking potential because that's what happens to be the truth. Mm -hmm. But it's just not the case with most people. Most people get their ego involved. Most teachers get their ego involved. Most friends get their ego involved. And they start assuming that you're not capable of anything more than what they think they're capable of. And that shit is a drag. You can't have it. You can't have it. Yeah. It's not optional. I'd imagine there'd be some level of like resentment though. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for, I don't understand why people have that issue of not like being what able you, to cut you, those resentment people off. Resentment from whom to who? Like for me, for example, like, like, bro, there's some resentment that I feel like I was held back, even just for the short amount of time that I was, once I realized that these people are limiting. Yeah. Like there that's was why it's not hard for them. That's not why that's why it's not hard to cut them out. That's why I was like, I don't give a fuck about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, but like I don't understand what's the like what? What do you think can like what? What's because people make feel? You mean why do people have a hard time cutting them out? Yeah, like what's yeah. the what's the hang up there? Because people have this sense that they have a duty to be loyal to people because they know them, hmm. and they don't understand. Like, dude, just because someone was born in the same family as you, just because someone fucking you knew someone growing up, just because someone was a friend in grade school or high school or fucking college, you don't owe them fucking anything. Okay. Loyalty comes from mutual respect and mutual fucking help of each other's life path. And far too many people are loyal to the wrong people, bro. They want to stay like when the minute the minute someone says to them, oh, bro, you've changed. You ain't like us no more. Instead of stopping and thinking like, damn right, motherfucker, I don't want to be like you. That's why I changed. Mm -hmm. Instead of thinking like that, they start feeling guilty and they're like, fuck, dude. No, I didn't. I promise I didn't change. What are you talking about, bro? Like I'm fucking... I'm just still the same guy. Dude, those people, once they've already decided that about you, they will not re reaccept you into the fucking group. It's my, you might as well just go. Mm, that's real shit, man. Yeah. Now they will, they will come back to be in your group. Once you're fucking 15 years down the path. Yeah, once you got some pudding in that, there. Dude, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, once yeah. motherfuckers know that you're winning <laughs> and there ain't nothing that's going to stop you. Now they'll come back and join your group. But once they start that bullshit of who you think you are, yeah. you need to be real, bro, cut them the fuck out. They're fucking worthless. They're going to suck you dry of your energy. They're going to keep you from accomplishing what it is you want to accomplish. And they're going to completely fuck up your life. Don't let them. It's real shit, man. <sighs> well, this Q&A, man, I got some good ones for you. Okay. Let's, uh, let's knock these out. Actually, uh, question number one is building right off the, you mentioned it, right off the powerless, uh, powerless question for you. Uh, Andy, question number one. Andy, I understand your concept of executing critical tasks each day at work um, and then having the rest of the day to kind of do what you want. Is this still the recommended approach when you are in the beginning stages of your business? My thoughts are, okay, I did five critical things for my business today, but now it's only 1 p.m. I feel I moved the needle forward, but it's still super early in the day for me. If I don't keep looking to do more, I feel like I'm being lazy and wasting my time. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are you should run the plan as someone who's ultra successful has laid out for you exactly as someone lays it out for you. And if you are incapable of running the plan, that means you're a fucking idiot. That's what I think. Okay. There's a reason, and I've explained this over and over and over again as to why we do these things. The reason we don't have 15 tasks or 20 tasks is because you cannot maintain that standard over the course of time. And because you cannot maintain that standard over the course of time, Instead of winning each day and actually building the confidence, which is the key part, that you can have uh, uh, the ability to win each day, what's going to happen is you're going to start making lists that you can't accomplish. And then it's going to be loss, 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 loss. Now, what do you think that does to your confidence and your belief in your ability to succeed? Okay? It fucking buries it. 
And eventually you give up on the power list. What I'm telling you to do, and you do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to do 50 a day and fucking think it's going to, that's fine. If you want to fucking swallow yourself in business and never have a life, that's fine. What I'm offering you is a way to fucking beat every single fucking other human out there at being effective and still have a life. That's the point of that. Mm. The point isn't to be a workaholic. You know, a lot of people misunderstand my shit. They think I'm telling you out here to work fucking 28 hours of 24. I'm not fucking telling you that. I've never done that a day in my fucking life. Neither has anybody else. What I am telling you is, is that if you follow this simple system, the compounding interest of the, the action you're taking will amplify fast and it will be much faster than anybody else is doing because other people are just floating through. They're happening to win on Monday. They're not happening to win on Tuesday. They might get a win on Thursday. They have no system to actually producing the wins. Okay. So when you're able to execute that over the long haul, the interest, the compounding interest and the results that it produced magnifies greatly. That's far more powerful than somebody, for example, who decides they want to lose fucking 100 pounds, and then for the first week, they go out and run five miles every day. And then in the second week, they're so fucking sore, and they're dreading it so much that they don't even do shit, and they quit. Mm -hmm. Same concept, all right? So you can do whatever you want. Do what the fuck you want. But I'm going to tell you right now, there's a fucking actual reason that I have it at five, and it's not because I'm fucking lazy. It's because... If you can execute just five things and just five things and just five things the next day, you are going to create, most of your competitors are not executing five things. They're not executing one thing. They're coming to work. They're scrolling social media. They're fucking, mm -hmm. they might get one or two tasks of their day done. The rest goes to tomorrow. And that's how they live their life. They flip everything over till tomorrow. That's what you're competing with in most cases. That's how most business people run. Okay. The, the killers, which that's who I'm here for. I'm not here for you fucking mediocre fucks. I'm here for people who want to fucking kill, okay? You will understand that the consistent short-term accomplishment of these actions day by day by day by day compound into a massive, massive amount of success over the course of not very long time, okay? So that would be my recommendation. If you want to change the rules, you want to change the recipe to the cake? You think you're smarter and you think you're better? By all means, go do it. But don't say I didn't fucking warn you. It's almost like two man. Like I, I, it's like people that get get, get caught in that trap of like playing business and yes, the busy work type of mentality. Yes, yeah, yes. You need to be effective. It's not busy. That's it has right. nothing to do with busy. Yeah. And by the way, um, what you're asking basically is, can I build a business? And be miserable building it instead of following the system that you give away for free that works for fucking tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people out there that actually allows you to build your business without having a nervous fucking breakdown or too many of them. Yeah. It's right. already fucking hard enough as it is, bro. All these other things in your life, your family, your friends, these things are fucking important. Your kids. Okay. It's real shit. Yeah, run the play, man. Yeah, run the fucking play, dude. Like, it's if, like, if I thought it was supposed to be seven, I would have made it seven. If I thought it was supposed to be 15, I would have made it 15. But I don't see anybody out there that's fucking in a better place than me that's telling you anything different. Yeah. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, real shit, man. Like, bro, it, like, when, I, when did you adopt? When, when did you create the power? Er, early, early 2000s. Okay. But so, I mean, there was a couple of years in business before you had that. 
before that yeah. was implemented. Yeah. 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 I, I was just asking for just, look, man, I try to help, you yeah. know, but like people got You guys overthink the shit. Yeah. It's real fucking simple. This is like these motherfuckers that want to change the rule of 75 hard. Like you don't even fucking get that the whole reason your life is in disarray is because you keep changing the fucking rules of everything in your life to suit you and what's comfortable for you. And the reason your life looks like shit is because you've made everything comfortable for you. You've changed every fucking circumstance in your life that you possibly can. And now you're trying to do it to a program that actually changes motherfuckers lives forever uh, because you're so used to it and you can't recognize that's the entire problem with your life. Yeah. Like stop trying to make everything better for you, bro. The world doesn't revolve around you. There's systems that actually work. If you follow the fucking recipe of the cake that fucking, uh, you know, Julia Childs fucking gives you the recipe to one of her award-winning fucking recipes and you change it, what does that make you? That makes you a dumb fuck. It does. Yeah, and you're still trying to call it the Julius. I'm just yeah. saying, bro, like, like, dude, it's real simple. Yeah. You get an award-winning recipe from an award-winning fucking chef and you go home and you fuck it up. And then you're going to go online and say, oh, Gordon Ramsay's recipe's wrong. Yes, yeah, trash. Gordon Ramsay fucked up, fucked up my dinner. Yeah. No, you fucked it up. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, though? It's real shit, and man. And people aren't aware of this attitude. Yeah. You yeah. fucked it up. Everything fucked up in your life is your fault, motherfucker. Everything. Everything. It's real. But it can be fixed. It can be fixed. Yeah. Can if be you're fixed. smart enough to recognize that you're the one that fucking did it. Right. Right. Run the playbook. Like, bro, it's just, a, it's, it's absurd. Oh, here, 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 here's this award-winning dinner from Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> DJ decides to DJ it up and they then knew, fucking it tastes bad. And then he goes on the internet and says, fucking Gordon Ramsay's fucking fraud. Yeah. Now I did add some hot sauce, but you know. <laughs> Dude, yeah, man. listen, just run the fucking play, bro. I made it easy for you. Run the play. Run the play. The results are undeniable. Run the fucking play. True. It's episode 16. It's fucking free. It's fucking free, bro. I could, do, I could do a seminar a month and make seven figures every single month doing a seminar on just this free program because it's so fucking effective. All you have to do is fucking run it. Just go run it. It's real, man. Don't think. Run. Andy, question number two. Uh, Andy, I have been newly appointed as the team lead for seven people. As an entrepreneur, I've observed different kinds of leadership styles where some people are very strict, while, while others are too playful, buddy-buddy. Uh, some are very emotional, while some are just soulless. Uh, what's the best way I can balance being the strict leader versus being this friendly leader? Um, and how, do, how, how should I go about properly managing my emotions as a leader? I think people spend far too much time in a leadership role worrying about who thinks what or how people perceive their actions or who likes them or who doesn't like them. And I, that's not the point of leadership. The point of leadership is to produce a result for the team. Okay. So your, all of your actions and conversations should be geared around producing a result. They shouldn't be geared around your own ego. And does this person approve of my decisions or does this per like, yes, you have to work with everybody and create a symphony. That's mm -hmm. the point. But the point is, is that when you get overly concerned with, am I riding the line of this or that or this? You're not, you're no longer intending to solve the problem. That's not your intent. Your mm -hmm. intent now is to get their approval. Right. And so you need an intent adjustment and say, fuck, my, actually, my job isn't to worry about whether or not 
fucking Steve likes me and Stacy doesn't like me. That's not my job. My job is to produce a result and to get these guys to work together. So how can I do that better? That's, that's where you need to be thinking. You're thinking about it all wrong. So, you know, adjust your intent, start realizing that you're not there for fucking likes. You're not. And by the way, here's the thing. This is the part that really people have a hard time understanding. If you look back in your life and and I'm talking to you and everybody Mm -hmm. else listening, and you think about some of the motherfuckers, your coaches, your teachers, the people who were fucking hardest on you, are those not the people you love the most now? My favorite, favorite people. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. know why? Because their intent was aligned around producing a result for you or making you fucking better. And while not everybody may understand that at the time, if you truly want their approval and you truly want their love and you truly want their admiration, which is where this question comes from, uh, you will produce results for them. You will make them better and you will get the team to win. And if a team wins, they'll start fucking appreciating and respecting you in a way that you could never get by trying to manipulate the line between Oh, dude, is it too friendly or is it too strict? Right, right. You're manipulating, bro. Lead. It's a totally different thing. Adjust your intent. Your intent is to provide the best value, to produce a result, to help these people grow as individuals in their role, and to help them fucking win. And when you do that, bro, the, uh, the shit you're worried about will fucking take care of itself. Yeah, that's real shit. Yeah, man, he's what I mean, but we are fucking winning. <laughs> I'd rather no, have that conversation. Nobody yeah. gives a fuck if somebody... Listen, man, you think Nick Saban's the fucking nicest motherfucker on the planet? Oh, you ever bro, heard he's of, ruthless. Bro, they don't fucking allow these people's cameras around some of these coaches because these coaches are so politically incorrect by today's standard. But they're loved by their team. And you know why they're loved by their team and why all these young men fucking leave and they say, fuck, that dude changed my life? Because it's the real shit. Okay, we live in a fucking pussy-ass society, bro. That's the truth. I don't care if you don't like the language. We live in a weak, pussy society that can no longer take any sort of real direction whatsoever. Your job as a leader is to fucking win. Your job as a leader is to develop those people into fucking winners. Anything else outside of that is beyond your fucking responsibilities. Your job is to create winners out of those people and get them to a point where they fucking win and they will love you for that. You manipulating and being a weak little fucking weakling saying, oh, I don't know if Steve fucking approves of the way I fucking said that. Oh, Stacy, do you, was that too hard? Okay. You're not a leader. You're a fucking clown. Go lead. Guys, Andy, our third and final question. Andy, question number three, man. Andy, I've been in business for six years. Uh, We are profitable uh, as a business, but personally, I am broke and struggling to pay my bills. Uh, when there is extra money in the business, I always invest it back into the company and or my people. Um, I always feel guilty for taking more money than I regular uh, withdraw, which isn't much, 60 to 75 a year. Uh, did you relate to this early on? And if so, how did you overcome not feeling guilty taking money from the company? Uh, it's a weird feeling uh, and deep down guilt that somehow I don't deserve it. Um, and I would rather have my people get the bonuses and more equipment or whatever it is. Well, how do you overcome that? Yeah, look, man, I actually think that's how it should feel. I think it should I think mm. I think that's a responsible feeling. I think when you I think when you can ponder that what you make from your business could be served in this and this and this and this and this way, back to the last question. When you ponder like what you're making, what you actually need, and then what 
you can apply to help these people grow. I think there should be an internal audit in that way. Now, when you first start making money, it's, it's pretty heavy. Like you're going to start feeling real guilty, but dude, the, the guilt might be trying to tell you something. Maybe you're taking a little too much money. Mm. Maybe you aren't paying your people the way that they should be paid. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not saying that like, bro, these are, these are, I'm not saying that to be an asshole. These are things that we must like work our way through and chip our way through over the course of time. They never really stop. There's always a good balance. And a lot of people will say, fuck you fucking earn that. You're the fucking, you took all the risk and they're right. They are right. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, my name's on all this shit. Ain't nobody else's name on this shit. This shit crumbles. It's on you. That's right. You know, when first, when things go bad, who's fucking ass on the line Mm -hmm. every time it's been that way for fucking 24 years. I get it. Here's the thing. I still consider like there's periods of time, like, like where I will not take a paycheck for fucking even more than a year at a time because I'm trying to invest in my obligation to grow the company to where people will fucking, you know, flourish. So, so, you know, I don't think that you should beat yourself up because we got to make money. That's the point. Mm -hmm. But I think it's good that you're like, there's some moral. Yeah. You're like going on. Yeah. Yeah, Like, okay. And and, you know, dude, you know, how long did they say they were in business? Six Six years. You know, six years in business, man, I was making $695 a month. I hadn't made any money yet. Mm-hmm. I was just taking enough to survive. And I think a lot of people take too much money early that doesn't allow them to get their baseline set. The, you know, when I say I made $695 a month, so the first three years I made fucking zero. Mm-hmm. Okay. People are like, how'd you make zero? Well, I worked other jobs to keep our fucking store open. Right. All right. The next seven years, I made $695 a month for a total of $58,000 over the course of my fucking first decade in business. Now, had, now when people hear that, they, they, they assume like, oh, fuck, dude, it must have been like dire straits. Like it must have been months between the times you ate your meals, right? right like, right. you know, but the truth of the matter is, is that I was reinvesting where I could have taken 40, 50, $60,000, you know, probably after year five, but I was reinvesting and I was reinvesting and I was reinvesting and that habit never left me. I still do that. And now when I reinvest, it's a shit ton of money because I make a shit ton of money now. So I think having a good understanding of, you know, I think it's just good to process it. I think it's good for you to, to think it's good for you to wonder if you're taking too much I think it's, I don't think that you should feel guilty about taking money, but I think you have a responsibility to your employees and your bigger vision to ask if now is the right time to take all that money. Yeah. Yeah. What what did you do when you first like paid yourself? Like where it felt right. There was no like hesitations. Like, okay, all right, this is it. This is good. This is okay. When did Um, you give yourself that permission? When I had all my, my, my next level management Mm -hmm. on a salary position where they had benefits and they had, Mm. they had salary and they were making money. And by the way, putting everybody on salary wasn't the best idea either because everybody gets lazy as fuck when you put them all on salary. (laughs) But, um, that's another discussion. That's the shit we talk about in our tale all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, when I got to a point where I, cause let's see, what would that be? Like 2011? Cause I went, I went $695 a month in that first year after that, I made 180 grand. And then I made seven figures every year after that. Yeah. So, um, 
I went from making very little to very to a lot because but that's because for those years I was reinvesting. You were planting the whole yes, time. Yes. Yeah. The whole time, dude. Yeah. And I'm still planting. Like people don't realize that. Like uh to, like I don't I think it was 2017, 18. I didn't take a fucking dollar. You know what I'm saying? I reinvested everything. Now here we are. Right. You know, like I'm, you know, I go through those phases where, you know, and I'm lucky enough to be diversified at this point where like the seven, the seven streams of income, that's reality for me now. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like you motherfuckers start off on day one without building a single stream and think you got to be Mr. Fucking Entrepreneur and it fucks your whole life up. You know, now I, I own a whole bunch of different companies and I can pick and choose which ones I want to get paid from in order to invest my money in which one. So mm-hmm. I have a great system going now. Yeah. And like, dude, that comes with 24 years, not fucking two weeks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I think it's, I don't think there's a right answer to that. I don't think there's a, you know, a, a technical answer. You know, you want your bills to be b- being paid. You don't want to be behind on your fucking, uh, you know, on your terms with your, with your vendors. Um, you want your employees getting paid. You shouldn't be fucking missing payrolls or late payrolls or bullshit like that. Um, you want your company to be healthy. And I think if all of those three things are happening, then whatever you decide to pay yourself is okay. Yeah. But I think there's a question to ask, where could this money serve me better? Because as the CEO, as the, the primary shareholder or the entrepreneur, the person who owns the shit, your, your biggest like value nut is going to be in the equity of what your business is worth. Okay, so like you don't want to choke out the equity growth of your business because you're taking payroll, bro, because like that equity growth of your business is exponential in number where your fucking salary isn't. Mm. So like it's important that you look at your business as an asset that you want healthy, that you want to grow, that you want to compound and like steamroll into this massive thing. And that's how you end up having a company worth billions of dollars. Okay, you fucking invest, 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 invest get paid for a little while, invest, 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 get paid for a little while. And when you get paid for a little while, don't forget to take some of that money that you get paid for a little while and maybe diversify it into some other things. And you do that for enough time, bro, and you set up pretty good with a huge asset that's worth a shit ton of money and you have cash. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And right. that's, dude, a lot of people, like real talk, a lot of you guys just really fuck yourselves because you, you are fucking impatient. Yeah, like you, plant, yeah, 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 bro. This shit just take to get to this level. It takes time, and while the time is passing, it takes urgent action to execute. Like that is the game. It's aggressive patience, man. Over the course of fucking twenty years, I don't know how else to tell you. You know, it depends on what level you want to, bro. Yeah. Maybe you want, maybe you, maybe you want to make two million a year. Maybe you want to make a million. But I can promise you, I never met somebody who made a million bucks a year didn't want to make two. Yeah. And I never met somebody who made two, didn't want to make four. Yeah. I ever yeah. or four to eight and all that shit. Like, mm. I'm just telling you, you're gonna get there and you're gonna be like, fuck, this ain't enough. <laughs> it's it's reality. Yeah. And and if you're a good-hearted person and you understand, you'll take a lot of that money and reinvest it into these brands that, you know, provide for other people, take care of the people who've helped you get where the fuck you're going. And, you know, it's a it's a it's a team. Yeah. You know? That's real shit, man. Well, guys, Andy, that that was three and some extra sauce. Yeah. Don't pay the fee. Yeah, don't be a hoe. Share the show. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold. Dust a no. Headshot. Case closed. Closed.